Oh, we are going to talk, yeah, about, yeah, this. Yeah, We're yeah. Going to talk about this right now. Um, welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk to JJ about... Um, <laughs> so I referenced uh, last swipe segment that it turned out a guy I was hooking up with was um, uh, a relative... Of, not of mine. I got to say, I got to move through the sentence faster. Yeah. I, was a relative of a neighbor yeah. that like grew up next in next door like my entire life like i will always remember th- that family mm-hmm. um but he's like connected to them uh he's like a relative of theirs which is which is so funny to like that that would happen mm-hmm. that i would meet someone who's gay that i date <laughs> that is connected to that family in um, another town in a completely different place too right right but it sparked a memory it for sparked me. a memory <laughs> memory for you. Uh, that I I have predicted that JJ is about to have quite the threesome. Um, tell us about uh, your your hashtag Eskimo twinning. Oh, and then we'll go in on that because we yeah. did a little bit of a dive. We're unsure on of whether that's a problematic phrase. Don't cancel me yet. We're going to talk about it. Yes. Okay. So um, and again, it, I'm sort of breaking one of our or one of my own little rules, I guess, about mm-hmm. talking about it because it is a current event for me. Right. Um, but I won't mention names out of privacy, but also, you know, knock on wood, I'm not cursing, uh, you know, potential fun. Anyway, I am currently kind of hanging out with this really cute boy. And um, I went over and hooked up with him. And in the morning, we were just hanging out. And I'd mentioned that, oh, hey, you've got a mutual follower on Instagram. It's a buddy of mine that I grew up with, like, Elementary school, middle school, high school has always lived like two blocks away from me. And like we've yep. been buddies. Also, both of us in like the gifted program and stuff. So we were always in classes together and just a good friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, they also live in the city and are gay. So like that just, you know, it happens like the city's small enough in a weird way that the gays just find each other. And um, this boy that I am hanging out with is like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know them. I haven't seen them in months, but I used to hook up with them. And I'm like, oh, Okay, yes, that was, and then then I let him know that I have been friends with this person since we were 10, and it was just, like, really random that, oh, okay, you found two boys from Augusta, Georgia, and apparently yeah. were your type or something. Shocking. And then, uh, and more coincidence, like I said, I hadn't seen this friend in a couple months either, and then, or maybe years, actually, because the pandemic and stuff, but uh, in, the, in this guy also hadn't seen our mutual friend in a while, and he FaceTimed randomly to say, hey, while I'm in bed uh, the next morning <laughs> with this boy. And so um, this it's hard to like talk about a bunch of boys and try to be anonymous about it because I don't want to like blow anyone's spot names. up. Let's give them names. We'll call one Chase and one um, Joe. I don't know. Chase and Joe I... <laughs> were the names that you thought of. Ah, uh, I can't. <laughs> Yes. I, I So which fraternity are you all rushing? Right, right. It doesn't track for vibes of the person I'll say. It I didn't uh, let's name them Chadston and Brock. No, it's not an accurate <laughs> represent Chad. Oh geez. Um I just like I don't know where the hell that came from. I think I just used letters from their name and then ran with it. But anyway, Chase is the boy we'll call the boy that I'm currently hanging out with a bit. And then Joe is um, my friend from childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe randomly FaceTimes Chase while I'm over there naked in bed, hanging out in the morning and stuff. 
And so, uh, you know, he answers the call and says, hey, and then pans his phone over to me <laughs> and our, uh, you know, mutual friends at brunch and flips out like, oh, my God, that's yeah. my friend from childhood. What are you guys doing together right now? That's crazy. And that's so funny. Yeah. And and um, yeah, this brought us to the, you know, probably problematic term Eskimo twins or Eskimo siblings or whatever it is. So we looked it up a bit. Um it seems that it might get its... So Eskimo twins is when two people have hooked up with the same person. Yeah. There's a gendered thing to it. We're right. going to take it away from that. Sure. Um, the internet says that it possibly comes from the belief that is not... There's a debate of whether this is an accurate or not, that Inuit people as part of their tradition used to sort of lend their wives to people as a show of hospitality. And so, which we found one article. Well, on one like article a, that said that. Right. It was a really shitty article. Yeah, um, it was not reputable. That was the only thing we could find as to where this um, phrase came from. A lot of things said it was popularized by a sitcom because I guess there was a joke on a sitcom. The, right. Which that sitcom, I remember watching it in like 2008. So that's not where it came from. I knew that term way before then. Yeah. Um, so. Is this problematic? I mean, either way, it's trivializing and kind of like making a, even if it was a true customer or whatever, it's like making a mockery out of it for like everyone else's Well, it's such a straight thing because. Well. well, It's such a straight thing because, because they named something that to them was a novelty, right? Like it's weird that we both hooked up with the same person. In straight world. Yeah. Like. You and I, we've got, right. we've got ex- right. Eskimo septuplets. Right, right, right. Like, I'm and, sure. Yeah, you know what? I've got, and yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm very casual with a lot of my friends, <gasps> and a lot of my friends are in relationships, and so I'm like, you know, hanging out with everybody. <laughs> but um, I... Pass around party boy. Right. I wouldn't have brought up that point unless it had been such a weird coincidence because it's a friend from childhood. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But like, it, it just, to me, it's like the different in sort of straight versus queer culture where like to us, the yes. idea that people... Um, the idea that people have had sex with the same person is, is like it needs a label. It needs like a thing right to, talk to them about. and to us. It's like yeah, yeah, like Tuesday. Right, right, sure. right. Also, New York exclusive. Well, you know what? No, I'll even say in small towns, like sometimes the gay pool and population is so small, you just gotta <gasps> kind of bounce around. And it's funny because bounce, I feel like bounce. for us, a lot of times, as I imagine is going to happen here, it leans into oh, then we should all do this together. <laughs> Whereas I don't think that happens as much in in straight. Yeah. I'm sure it still does happen, but probably not right. as much. Now, the question of whether the term is problematic because it's using a, a non-white culture to describe sort of a, and also a sexual possi- right. thing where it comes from a place where it's – if this is if that is the, the etymology of it, if that is where it comes from, um, I assume the – Inuit woman did not have much agency. Right. The phrase, well, from the framing and phrasing of of, property. Right. The phrasing of that article that we read, lending out a wife, sounds like there's no agency in it. But if, you know, there's. But you don't know. Right. If it's a thing of like, hey, hospitality means I get to fuck this guest and I'm the wife and I want to fuck the guest. Yeah. If the wife is like into it and it's like, this is. If I was a horny wife and I wanted to fuck all the guests that come through as a show of hospitality, that kind of is life somewhat. So I would say if it is. It's, it could be problematic in two very different ways. It could be problematic in the in sort of a traditional, like, we are... I, I still don't think it... Because it doesn't perpetuate... By using the term, it doesn't perpetuate, you know, s- women as sex objects who 
don't have agency. By using it today, we're well, just... Well, especially as gays, because it's hard to kind of remember that. Well. So I don't I don't know if it's doing any harm. I don't know. It just came... If it came from that, it came from that. And I'm, I'm fine with... It doesn't... We don't need to not use it. We, we should... I don't know. I, That's the discussion on whether or not it's like a misogynist offensive right. thing. or. I but I think it's still culturally annoying. Like, it's annoying to culturally take someone else's... Annoying. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, anytime you take someone else's culture and use it as a quippy kind of like LOL. Right. You don't know what kind of shit you're stepping in or what kind of potential you're, you know, right. like that could be like a terrible stereotype that people, you know, of that identify with Eskimo culture kind of like annoyed that it's right. totally It could be not about. true or something that... Was true, true and right. they don't, you know, particularly... It sounds like white people bastardized maybe something that happened and, and it's... Right. Anyway, so that's like but why it's icky It could also be icky in that, say, in these situations, if this is where it came from, mm-hmm. say in those situations, situations, the women had agency and it was just the Inuit people had sort of a, an element of polyamory in their general sort of relationship structures. Right. And then it's us... Oh, shitting on that relationship. Yeah, structure. it's us. It's purity culture and monogamy right. culture, kind of saying like, "Oh, you can't be sleeping with other people. That's dirty." So right. that's not. I wouldn't shame Ew, that. Slept with the same girl. Ugh. I know. Yeah, like, yeah. The fact that you have to label it and make something special out of an event—that's not an event. That's not an event. Yeah, yes. that's stupid. So, to me, as an someone who is not a scholar in these things, <laughs> I'm going to say it's eye rolly. Yeah, at best, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna like. Make sure no one in my circle never says that term. Don't say that. You don't know where that, like, it's not, it doesn't, it's not a hot button enough issue for me to, like, go to the mat for. Sure. But I think it's important to understand it. Yeah. uh, You know what? I'm having That's where I'm falling. Well, and you, gosh. You can change my mind in the comments below. Well, talking, this is a, it's... The appetite to change culture through language and stuff is it's heavy, heavy thing, especially in the last two years for most of America, for a lot of people's lives entirely, whenever you recognize how much is backwards just in language and stuff. And I understand that being a hill to die on. Maybe that phrase is annoying right now. I don't know. But um, I right now think I'm useful in kind of uh, not arguing so aggressively what it depends like i'm, I'm ch- picking my battles a little bit uh, right more i don't know maybe i'm just relaxing a little bit more lately but i it, anyway I, if someone uses the word eskimo twins or eskimo siblings or whatever i will give them a look and be like bitch that's weird but i'm not going to uh i don't know i think when it comes to disparaging and being like you need to shut up and blah, 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 blah. to me it almost falls in the same category as someone who uses like Oh, I was just I was just watching old episodes of something. They were talking about the Brett Kavanaugh um, thing. I remember when he lied about what a devil's triangle was. Uh, I remember it happening. So there were things in his journals, his diaries, his calendars that were like revealing as to the type of person he was, which is <laughs> just like a, a, a stupid frat boy, a boozing frat boy who like was regularly engaged in like threesomes and that sort of stuff. Which like fine, live your yeah. A life. devil's threesome being two men and one woman. A devil's triangle is two triangle. men and one woman. Yeah, and. They showed a clip of it where it's like, I think it was John Oliver, where it's like, and they're like, and what is the devil's triangle? And he just like paused for a second and goes, it's a drinking game. And then it, <laughs> and it cuts to John Oliver going, bullshit. Yeah. And here's the thing. Um, to me, Eskimo Twin is like in that category. Like anybody who talks about sex acts with like these sure. like, like, oh, it's the 
sloppy snowman. I don't know what that is. Uh, but <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the prickly watermelon. Like I. But here, like anybody who uses those fruit. sort of terms is also using Eskimo twins, and they're just a general douche. But snowman and fruit and devil and stuff—that's all like not a. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, it's definitely different. But the, to me, like my brain puts all like anybody who's using. T- who's like putting cutesy terms oh, yeah. on sex act, sex like things. Like you already know that they're not investing yeah, a lot of brainwave like, activity into you're what's gross. going on. So right. I'm not like to get, you know, to get. You're just already gross. I don't even my... need to go down the rabbit exactly. hole. Exactly. Like, like you're not worth the energy or, to actually yeah, get riled up yeah. because you're obviously just not taking yourself seriously. Could you imagine someone coming in to like a. An event or like to like to dinner or something, be like, "Yo, we just found out that uh, Joe and I are Eskimo twins." It's like, ew, 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 <sighs> ew. You're but boring. It, but it's the, sa- it's the <laughs> yeah. same as it's the same energy as like, "Yo, we just did a Devil's Triangle last night." How about you say you had a threesome? Yeah, I mean, I guess there's like you know people that are new to sex lives maybe and now it's like a new thing and they're discovering everything for the first time oh how cute and sweet that you're whatever but ooh, devil's triangle that's so cute i yeah. do devil's parallelograms right, and... right 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 like you know give me a new shape that i can't pronounce and then i'll right. be excited about it well we're gonna take a quick break now to uh, perform the the classic devil's hexagon the dodecahedron and, uh... <laughs> <laughs> devil's dodecahedron coming up <laughs> that's done with this episode we'll be right back <laughs> All right, we're back to the swipe. We didn't Ooh. find me love on Tinder. Because um, we're dying alone together. That's right. What do we got? Pick your poison. Um, Poison me with OkCupid. So I have recently unsub... So I have a few more weeks left, but I canceled my subscription because... Um, I'm just not, I'm not finding anybody on here, yeah. and I'm getting all I'm getting a lot of likes, but no one that I'm interested in, and the people that I'm interested in are just not responding. Right? Like I I honestly think it's just kind of a dead platform. Okay. Because people aren't using it. Yeah, it's like I couldn't I, see paying for it anymore. It used to be a website too before it was an app and stuff. Like it's been around before, you know, popularizing the swipey moment. Okay. So we're gonna start with um, Carl here. Pseudonym Carl. He is. My guess is. I mean, it's not that it's important, but just trying to paint a picture for you. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably Indian or South Asian. Yeah, of some South Asian of some sort. Sort. Um, there's a picture of him doing meditation. Yep. Um, and he's a CrossFitter. He's doing handstand push-ups, which I can't do because I don't crazy. have the flexibility in my arms like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. My shoulders are looking at it. He has really pretty eyes. He does. Um, I love eyebrows. And a nice smile. He's shirtless a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, on a boat I like that Henley it's a lot of pictures and they're very representative yeah this is a good selection of pictures I think they are he looks really handsome in all of them and also varying degrees of facial hair he looks cute with and without which is it's nice he's okay let me read this carefully just to make sure I don't give any details that like (laughs) don't dox this person person. engineer comfortable in his skin looking to grow understand myself more every day settle down again Oh, interesting. Detail to include in the first sentence. Looking for some fun times emotionally, physically, indoors, outdoors, at home, or out traveling. Okay. Who wants to go to Maine this summer? No question mark at the end of that sentence. Oh, but maybe it's, what if it was a statement? Who Who wants wants to to go go to to Maine Maine this summer? summer? He wants to. Sure. I am into log cottages. We mean log cabins. Who says log cottages? Someone who thinks there's a distinction, who's that into, like, the culture. 
No, no, no. I'm, I don't do cabins anymore. I only do cottages. Yeah, that's okay. All right. Or someone who doesn't. I can't even place. talk to you right because I'm gonna sound like an idiot, and that's embarrassing. Oh, here we go. And I built my cottage in Lambertville, New Jersey. Okay. Sexual chemistry is key. Physical touch is my first and strongest love language. Words of affirmation are close second. I have a lot to give, and you will love every moment of it. That's pretty presumptuous. Hopefully you are at a stage in life where you are happy about life, career, and your own self. Okay, so I need you to not be a work in progress. How do gay men date date outside of Scruff Grinder or OkCupid? I know, Christian Mingle. Or me, who doesn't touch any of that stuff. scooter enthusiast, successful Successfully converted my old single motor to dual motor. Next stop, Dualtron Spider. The, quote, cottage. God, say cottage one more fucking time. <laughs> you see in my album was a project I indulged on weekends for two summers. I love handiwork, as you can see. Mm-hmm. Used a contractor for the deck and roof. This guy seems like a real prick. Um, Why am I getting prick vibes? Uh, uh, this is someone who's really into himself. Whenever, uh, yeah, there's like a lot of pride. Well, I don't know. Let's unpack it. There's like pride. I think there's also, for me, whenever people's interests are not accessible to everyone, because geez, if you're into cottages and yachting and whatever, sh- I get why it's interesting and fun. Like there's a lot of activity and hands-on stuff to do there. And <laughs> rebuilding cars and or being interested in cars is, you know, a normal thing to get excited sure, about sure, if you've sure. got the money to. So part of me is like, are you... I. The hope is that it's not just like a flex, like not like a, hey, look at but how But it feels like a flex. Yeah, it does. It reads like a flex. It does, but I can also see if I'm bragging about like, oh, I'm... Cabin, yeah. interest. Yeah, Cottage, yeah, yeah. flex. Well, if someone brags about something that's more accessible, it's like, oh, I'm really into, uh, I don't know. If, even photography is not accessible to everyone, but if someone's talking about their camera work or whatever, I, that's, I find that creative and interesting. Whereas cottaging, it... Um, Hashtag cottaging. Cottaging. Cottaging, cottaging. Um, it's... The Devil's Cottage. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a book title. That's like a uh, Stephen King novel or something. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. It's kind of eye and a little. Yeah. It's just, but it's also maybe it's just not my interest, so I don't care about you. I mean, I do like a cottage up in Maine. I'm not traveling to Maine. That's right. a long drive. Man. That's a cute little fly. fantasy. But if you say the word cottage one more time, one Mister, more time. I'm like bored already. Say crack one more time. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. Sorry about it. Bye. And he was cute too. I thought his eyebrows were pretty. Anyway. I am not physically attracted to this person, so it's going to be a no. Of course, he likes me because the people who like me are never people I'm interested in. I think he's cute. Self-summary. So this is call him Mark. Mark is a will o' the wisp, a flibbery giblet, flibber giblet. Oh, flibbery. That is right. Okay. All right. Work. I don't know what that means. He's top. Thank God. And monogamy, non-open. Again. Oh. The cottage people are just on Hokey Cupid. He wants to buy a plot of land upstate and build a house slash cabin slash earth ship on it. Um, He's looking for a cuddle buddy. I wonder what that means about the neighborhood. Because does Okay Cupid kind of curate your neighborhood? Does it Sto- do it geography? It says he's thing? in Astoria. A word. That picture's. I think he's attractive in that picture, but the other pictures, I'm not. <laughs> you like the picture where he has sunglasses on and he can't see what his face yeah, looks like. Well, he has a lot of sunglasses, so this guy's in regular but glasses. That's so cute. I think that photo's no. cute. Okay. Either way, if you're not attracted, then you're not no. attracted. No. I mean, okay, I see what he's doing. He's like, he has a picture of him like <laughs> jumping, and so it's like motion blurred, so you can't really see him. But the the picture next, the, the, the wall. The wall behind him has the Mario. Yeah, Super Mario, Super original Mario, 8-bit graphics. Yes, which I owned. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, him jumping, jumping as like Mario. over like a potted plant. Or, yeah. you know, like, That's you cute. Know. That's funny. I don't know about this. 
That's fine. If you yeah, if you can tell from immediately, I think it's best not to try and work to appreciate. So okay, so we're gonna take the middle ground. I'm going to do the like because he likes me, but I'm gonna let him take the lead. Oh, which is fair because he did it first anyway, so it's like now his cue. He can take the lead. Nice. So yeah, see where it goes. Uh, uh, we've got um Steve. Steve here's uh, believe Indian. I believe this is Indian attire. Oh, cool. Um, this is it's like really Indian wedding pretty. attire, I think. Yeah, it's a gorgeous shirt. Yeah, he looks great. I don't know if shirts are um, right, but it's He gorgeous. has a tiny little dog in a hat. Aw. Is that aw? I think it's aw. It's cute. Uh, it's, a, it, it's, 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 a, it's a Santa hat, too. So it's they're festive. in front of a Christmas tree. He's got a Santa hat. The dog has a Santa hat. It also I put like... Max in a bow tie before. Yeah. Oh, my God. Whenever I had my long-term relationship, we had like the Martha Stewart pet outfit line. Like The dog had polo shirts and stuff. You didn't strike me as that kind of guy. It wasn't my choice, but right. we, I still hung out with it. I still got it dressed because it was cute, but like it wasn't, I wasn't going to go out and spend my money on that stuff. Right. And you're so tiny, I'm sure you could check clothes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I got the, oh, JJ, that's a nice polo. Thanks. I got it from a great dame. Um, uh, he's handsome, but. Oh, there's like a professional photo too. A black and white. Profe- well, okay. I say professional because it's, it's just like, very well lit and very. Yeah, it's got some well side lighting. It's got composition because it's Does black it and white. Does the screen bottom to you though? Because it's, oh, because he's sleeping on his he's stomach. He's sleeping and on his kind of stomach face his down. His butt is only gently covered by a little sure bit of a does. sheet. Is this me saying like, this Tap is it. what you'll be looking at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, that tracks. Let's see. Because, um, it let OkCupid actually, unlike all the others, OkCupid actually lets you say top or bottom. Oh. Um, the other ones you have to put in an arrow. <laughs> all right. Well, um, it's 2022. Hi there. I've been told. So my self-summary, I think he's just saying he's, I've been told caring, kind, polite, sensitive, considerate, and thoughtful. I am working on and trying to be the best version of myself every day. Easygoing and easy to talk to. Shy at first when meeting new people, but get comfortable quickly. I'm open to chatting, friends, meeting new people, dates. And the let and rest let chemistry decide. He's forty, he's five nine and fit, he's vegetarian. Um I just don't think this guy's my type. Uh yeah. Oh he's just a little too too he's definitely you know, fit and he's attractive. He's just he's like very very skinny. Sure. Very skinny for me. I mean, he's cute. I don't know. There's uh, it's a no for me, dog. Yeah. All right, our last one. Out. Ooh, he's this adorable. This is my type, and he likes me. This is my type, and he likes me. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's really cute. Glasses, beardy. Let's call him Ben. Glasses, beardy. I get the sense. Nerdy. Mm-hmm. Lots of shots of him at the gym. Oh, he's got like a band T-shirt on, which is cute. Hello, my name is. Ben, I'm a 34-year-old <laughs> New York City his name's not Ben, New York City native. I've survived the once in a century pandemic so far. Before it started, I worked in interior design and home furnishings. I love that. Yeah. I've been enjoying having some time to myself. Careful, Jack, don't accidentally swipe. I also love to travel, theater, music, avid home chef. Anyone Ooh. who knows me would say I'm a people person. Good, you do that. Leave me out of it. Uh-uh. I am fully vaccinated and very interested in meeting friends or a handsome gentleman for cocktails on a patio. Name a time and place. Everything like sounds him. good. Everything sounds so and good. And he likes me. Yes. So not only does he get a yes, mm. but he gets a 11.59. Good afternoon, handsome. How was your 
weekend Ooh. question mark. That's a that's that's my staple that's like, like once in a thirty thing entry. Yeah, it just hasn't happened in a minute that we've like presented a message to somebody. Right. So yeah, so it's the great. I have gradations. So it's like there's the no, I'm not interested. Right. There's the I don't have enough intel to tell whether I'm interested enough, but you're physically attractive, or there's something. Right. And or you have like you have not like filled out your profile at all. So whatever that gets you a yes, but I don't. Yeah, there's more to you discover. You must come to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have done the work of making a profile for you to, to yeah, look at, and exactly. you've done no work. Yeah. So you can come to me. Right. Uh, and those people usually never message you ever. Yeah. Because uh, they're just playing yeah. Tinder like Candy Crush. Right. right, um, right. Then there's. You did fill out your profile. I do get a sense of you. I'm not really quite sure whether I like you or not, but I think you're physically attractive. <laughs> you might get a, hi, hey, mm-hmm. and let you again take the lead, but I'll at least reach out. Yeah. And then there's, ooh, you're attractive. I like everything you say in your profile. Right. You seem interesting and interested. Yeah. You get a, hey, how are you? Yeah, how was your weekend? Of course. Let's start a conversation. Of course. That's my levels. Mm-hmm. There's levels to this. I like it. I contain multitudes. <laughs> All right, let's see what our uh, guest thinks about that right after this break. Our guest today is a writer, presenter, and editor with a passion for Star Trek and all things sci-fi. He has a master's in writing with two novels available on Amazon. He is the host of the podcast, You're on Crack, Mate, as well as the co-host on An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, You Set the Tone, and The Clone Star Pod. He is a content creator who recently made the move to OnlyFans. He likes long walks on the beach, big dicks, and fried chicken. Transporter Room 3, please bring this man directly into my my quarters, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Farrick. Hi, Sean. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So, uh, Sean, we talked about this in the pre-roll, but I know you because you kept me company through most of quarantine. Uh, I, You were one of my YouTube recommendations. Uh, Sean is a YouTuber for a Trek community and a very notable, a good one, a big one, one of these like major channels. And you uh, popped up in my feed as a recommended video and I watched one and I watched two and now I'm watching weekly. And uh, yeah, I, I Instagrammed you and here you are. <laughs> Uh, and thank you so much for Instagramming me. I really appreciate it. What a futuristic way to know somebody, Star Trek people. Well, well we're... that's that's what. It, no, you see, you're not wrong. I think I think we are moving toward a world where no one ever actually interacts in person anymore. It's all online. It's all digital, and it's been working just fine for me for the last couple of years. I know. <laughs> right. I guess we can't complain in this literal moment. We're dependent on this technology, but uh, I know it's so, spooky. Wait, so were you one, Sean, who, like, found the bright side of, of quarantine and, and isolation, or did you have more of a struggle with it? What side were you on? Oh, I uh, have to say now, with all the respect to people who struggled, I actually yes. basically flourished because there was, you know, everyone, when all this, the, the nonsense, the apocalypse, as I call it, uh, hit, I was immediately pretty much let go from the job I was in at the time because it was very, it was customer facing, you know, it was like, oh, we, we were one of the first ones to go. At the exact same time, this uh, online, this, this Trek job came up and it was only ever going to be a hobby and suddenly it became, oh, I have time to do this full time. And it just, the stars aligned. Um, and I've been doing that now since I think lockdown came into Ireland actually March 17th, 2020, because that is St. Patrick's Day, fiddly D. 
but that is the day that it came in and I started writing with them at the very end of February 2020. Um, Very cool. And so pretty much for the duration. Um, So, and that's all online. I've I've never met any of my colleagues. Wow. It's so funny because, you know, we, you and I have, you know, the Star Trek thing in common for sure. And listeners of this podcast, begrudgingly know my love for Star Trek. It comes up every now and then. JJ suffers through it. But uh, I was also laid off during the pandemic, also pushed into sort of being able to do more creative things full time. I'm definitely one of those as well who who felt like it was time to flourish and did a lot of writing and did a lot of, got to focus on a lot of cool stuff. JJ, I think you had a bit of a harder time. I mean, thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, I say that with sympathy. Like yeah. you had a you had a rough time. No, no, no. I mean, I think so. I am. I don't know. I kind of lean into the challenge. I mean, in retrospect, it's easier to say than to do whenever it's actually happening to you in real time. I think I like myself. So this is the conversation that I had with a friend recently. Is that yeah, it all hurt and it all sucked and it was really terrible. But I do like myself more now, having gone through it all. And the, you know, the arc of going through something terrible and realizing your worth, realizing, you know, how much other people mean to you, how to be more available and more generous at the same, like with, with, you know, your emotions and with people around you, all of that stuff. I'm honestly, now that we're, we're not even post pandemic, but it's starting to feel like priorities are shifting back to where they used to be, which is what I'm most afraid of actually, that I'm starting to lose the ability to prioritize you know, not so much career stuff or not so much whatever. Like the endeavors are semi back to normal in ways that are a little bit, I'm having to readjust every couple months, it feels like. And I'm still in the midst of that now, sort of, of like readjusting to a more available public life again. Hmm. Yeah. So you're not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong. I I said that from the, the perspective that I know that you are very much the true definition of an extrovert and you very much get your energy from other people. And I, that was, I knew that you were having difficulty with the, the lack of socialization because you are a social creature. I guess so. But I also like, you know, it's funny is I've been, other people have called me that, but I, if I asked, if I, if someone asks me on my own, if I'm an introvert or extrovert, I usually think introvert more so just because mm. I'm up here all the time. Even whenever I'm out with people, I think that's a break from being up in my head. But every like oh. lots of the waking moments, whether I'm alone or whether I'm with people, oftentimes I'm still up here kind of buzzing and thinking and observing, which is fun. I think it's where my creativity kind of like the sparks go off at random times because it's always turning up here. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and the inspiration, all of it, the fodder, it's not like just bad up here but uh, because I spend so much time up there I feel like no 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 no. I definitely talk to myself up here more than I talk to other people so I feel more like an introvert generally but I do love people that is like a earnest thing that I've like you know ask me about it tomorrow the next day I might have a different answer but I generally love people though so uh another thing that you and I have in common Sean that uh is also sort of a uh, connected to the the online extension, the online community, is you have recently made the jump to OnlyFans. Uh, talk to me about that. Uh, it was it was actually a weirdly easy decision. Um, I had so this this last year particularly. So we're coming, yeah, actually we're coming up to about a year. Uh, I went on a big, you know, fitness. I had like look, everyone gained a bunch of weight during lockdown, so I'm not 
getting down on myself or anyone who did. Um, I was just, I was so tired with feeling tired all the time. So I was like, right, I'm going to do something about this. And so I got out and there is, I moved to uh, a more rural area than I used to live in. And there was an old disused railway, uh, which is two miles in length. And I went, perfect. I'm going to run that every single day. Uh, and a month later, I got on it for the first time. Uh, because, <laughs> you know, you make these plans. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that tomorrow. Uh, and so I did anyway. And I started to post progress pictures on Instagram. And I was I was getting such lovely, lovely, just in encouraging feedback that when I got to a stage where I was like feeling a little bit more kind of like I frankly, I think I'm starting to look a bit sexy now if if I'm a bit self-involved for a second. And I was like, right, well, what if? And so I went and just kind of, right, how do, how do I do this? And everything. oh, God, they've made this quite easy, haven't they? Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I have an OnlyFans account. Uh, Grant, thinking, what am I going to do with this? What am I going to do? And then I, I posted a picture or two and I kind of said, hi, Instagram, I have an OnlyFans account now. And holy mother of God, it was a busy night. Um, it was, which I say with love and complete, like, oh, my God, thank you so much to everyone who signed up straight away. It was like, oh, I might try this for a while then mm-hmm. and so I did and it's going well um, and it's it's also helped me to so that was so there's there's a couple of like there was a, obviously a financial side went into it there was mm-hmm. you know the I feel good about myself now it's also really helped me to explore parts of myself that I had never explored before uh, amazing I just walked into that pun mm-hmm. um, okay parts of <laughs> and, my... and you can see him explore it too for four ninety nine. um yeah just uh so like for example um i mean it's anyone who goes near my instagram will be like oh does sean have a costume or two does he what (laughs) uh so i have brought trek is my theme right so uh because for me i find a lot of star trek very sexy there is like there's the really intended sexiness in like Star Trek Discovery and things like that, and there's the uh, I saw a description of early TNG today that Jack you're gonna love this. It was every episode is the writers barely disguised fetish written yes. out as an episode. It yes. was perfect. I'm like yes. So there is an awful lot of Star Trek that is just like you know wow. By the way, if anyone was wondering, oh my god, are they trying to sex up Star Trek too much? Watch early TNG. Oh yeah, like it's softcore porn. It's yes, uh, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's. I'm a minority in a number of ways here, not just because I haven't consumed enough Star Trek, but I'm also the only one without an OnlyFans, and I have to say, it does feel a little lonely over here. Right, you well, gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah, well, mine, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on what you like, is not pornography. Uh, mine is so that I can evade demonetization on YouTube for my slightly risque music videos and content. Well, what is pornography? Hmm. Well, for Sean, it's showcasing his big fat dick. That's great. That's um, also yeah. that's one definition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Glad we haven't lost any weight there. So, uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> Guys are the best. <laughs> oh, you didn't research this podcast. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, with the start, so I wanted to share the story with you, and then we can get to our to our segment, which we're completely breezing over. Which is, I wanted to share with you that. So my 
ex, my most recent ex, was also a Star Trek fan. And the thing that we, the thing that, like, when we went on our first date that we sort of connected about immediately is he had some obscure TNG reference. And I was like, oh, hello. Like, we can do this. So he was a British guy. And he, I'm, I've, and I talk about this on the podcast all the time. I love fantasy and role play. Like, I'm on the kink side of the spectrum. I'm like, let's play a mind game. I don't want any pain. Like, I'm nowhere near the pain mm. side, but I'm everywhere near games. And he was a little different, but one of the things he was like, well, you know, we could do like a Star Trek thing. And I was like, I don't know, because for me, Star Trek is childhood. And I don't know if I, for me, I didn't know if I could sexualize it because it was like, these were like my toys. Like, I don't know. I don't know. And we talked about it and he, he, he had a suggestion, which I unfortunately, I just thought it was, I don't think I could get there. I thought it was a little too ridiculous. He wanted to, quote, assimilate me uh, in uh, a very graphic way. That's what he he wanted to welcome me to the collective. I'm uh, so on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't I'm know if for I could the low low price off. Sorry, I, I was like, I don't know if I could play that straight. Hey, I, I don't know. Beck knew exactly what he was serving up that you'd be so happy about it, and I was know. just so satisfied when you gave I him that. No, I know. I know. So JJ, the Borg are cybernetic creatures that uh, bring other people into their like collective of like dehumanized, de-individualized, just like drones. Think of like a beehive. They br- bring them into the collective by like shooting these like tubules of like nanoprobes that will like infect you and make you into one of them. Well, he wanted to fill me with nanoprobes elsewhere uh, with a different tube. Um, anyway, we never did that, but I'll always remember the suggestion. Speaking uh, of dates... As a, as a oh, Star Trek f- content creator, I just want to say... If the idea has been planted in your head and you had time to ruminate on it, um, you know, collaboration very, very nice and straightforward. We'll sort out flights and everything. We'll, 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 we'll get all that taken over. But yeah, as long as he's uh, seeded that idea. Uh, we oh, 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 oh. <laughs> this is I, definitely already our most successful episode. I am sure. rarely shocked on this podcast. It got me. It got me. Yeah, uh, we've got to move on. Uh, so speaking of dates, yeah, 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 yeah. Are you finding? Do you is the OnlyFans creating any obstacles or challenges or anything new to negotiate in your dating life? Um, yeah, yes and no. So it's a real kind of sitting on the fence answer there. Uh, it is. So I I am on the apps, um, and it's on my profile. So I said, like, just so you know, like I do this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is fine. Some people, hello, how are you? Blah, 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 blah. Then you can tell they've read the profile because suddenly I've been blocked. Um, and then you have a few people who are like, oh my God, I, I'd love to try that. I'm just like, hi, my name is Sean. Right. So, you know, it, like there's a bit of that. So it's, it's very all over the place. Um, but more people than I think might admit are totally cool with it. Yeah, um, it's just that it, it's a strange conversation sometimes to bring up w- out of context. Uh, but like, this is kind of goes back into the I've been exploring more about myself through this. Is that it's actually weirdly helping me have conversations with people about kink, about what they're into, slightly either faster than I would have in the past. I think we would be both more open with each other, um, and yeah. So I don't really know if that answered the question. No, it was good. That's right on. Yeah, no, no. It sounds like I'm I'm glad that's the answer. Right, actually. Yeah. Uh. 
So we want to talk about dates before we run out of time, which we've kind of already have, but who cares? Uh, we're having fun. Uh, the date, the game we chose today was best worst. So we were going to talk about our best date and our worst date. JJ and I have shared multiple dating stories. So we're going to pull from the archives here, but Sean, I always like to end with best. Cause I feel like if you end with worst, the segment kind of tanks. Yeah. It's kind of like, Meh. so tell us your worst. What's your worst date? Okay. My worst date. Now I, I, I was like, I'm definitely telling the story. I have to preface, everyone in this story has laughed about it since. Okay. okay. So, all right. Okay. So everyone is all cool and friends. Every, so just, and it was much, it was about 20. So uh, I have been seeing this guy. So my worst date, my worst date and starts with a breakup, right? I've been seeing this guy. We broke up. It was all ridiculously immature. I did it over text. I was a, anyway, yeah, don't, don't do it over text, guys. Uh, uh, yeah. So a few weeks go by and hadn't spoken to each other and I go out on a date with another guy and things are going well and you know kind of chatting away chatting away chatting away and then I sort of clock out of the corner of my eyes like oh no your man's here I was like okay grand I'm not going to obviously we're not going to engage not going to engage so a few more about half an hour goes by and chatting away to your man and the next thing his face comes rushing toward me because my ex had dived and walloped me in the back of the head to the point where I nearly broke the guy's nose. So, of course, my drink goes all over the fella. And I turn around going, what on earth was that? And he is, the poor guy, steaming drunk, screaming in my face. And so we get into a brawl. Uh, now, it's a drunk, very small men brawl. So it, there was no damage done. Uh, pulled apart by bouncers. And he's he's chucked out. And you know, and your man is just absolutely traumatised here in the corner going, what on the... What the hell? So, uh, so the date ended there. Uh, I did speak to the guy since. He was just like, I think we won't do it again. I think you've got a bit of drama going on in your life. And then when myself and my ex, we years, uh, about a year later, we sat down and went, so can we just agree how ridiculous that night was? He went, yeah, it was a bit ridiculous. Sorry for hitting you. I was like, ah, listen, I was an arsehole over text. So yeah, it's fine. Uh, and it was the worst date, but I love the story. Yes. Yes. Not doing much for harmful Irish stereotypes, but uh, yeah, good story. Yeah, I won't lie, my mind went there. That's very Irish. <laughs> uh, the only thing that would have made it better is if we were all drinking a Guinness. I think I was having a vodka. So, oh, change the story. Yeah, change, change, <laughs> change the story. Change the story. <laughs> uh, JJ, Ow. what's one of your worst? Oh, damn it. Um, okay, all right. So, my worst is actually. All right, I'm just going to get into it and you guys can read me for filth on it, please. It's not because I did anything wrong either. It's just because I don't know how I feel about it. Um, It was more so of a hookup kind of thing too. It was like meet at a bar and hang out and see where it goes and hookups on the menu. So like, even if the chemistry is like, if I'm not, you know, whatever, excited at first sight or like, you know, freaking out immediately, I'm still probably going to hang out. Went back to his place. We had, um, we were smoking like a vape. Uh, like a marijuana vape and uh, drinking and just laughing a lot though. That was what I was so excited about is that we were laughing a lot and the sense of humor was weird. It wasn't just like, you know, it wasn't even like my close circle of friends that I know how to be around. It was like someone who's a little bit like so funny that I'm like, who are you? How do I even like, how do I play back what you're giving me? Like your sense of humor is so quick. And um, anyway, (laughs) we were just really, really drunk. and. We, uh, I think we're in the living room making the transition to the bedroom and he's like, all right, I have to pee really quick. 
oh, let me show you this. And he just shows me like the lights in his bathroom while he sits down to pee because he had like these cool like LED lights. Right. And my eyebrows are starting to like, all right, cool, work. And he's like, oh, you, you just want to hang? And I'm like, he's peeing. And I'm like, I mean, I, I could just wait outside. Like that would be totally fine. And then he farted. And I was like, I could totally wait outside. It would be so easy to not be in this tiny room with you. And um, he's like, but no, but just hang. And the way that he said it was so like earnest and funny that it made me laugh really hard because I was stoned, I'm sure. But in the way I still was kind of charmed by it, but horrified. And anyway, that's what I wanted to serve up and get your opinions on. (laughs) This man had a very particular fetish. But here's the thing. I don't think it was a farty thing. I think it was just like, let's see if I can make a joke out of how ridiculous the situation can be. And I earnestly think it was that kind of like calculated in a funny way. And so that's why I played along. And like, you're absolutely insane, you fucking doofball. But like, anyway, yeah. I mean, usually when you fart in front of a partner, you've kind of been with them a while and you kind of you've you've allowed, allowed that comfort in. I think first date sitting down to pee and saying, please hang. This is a third date. And he broke, I mean, he broke the ice with a fart. Like that is like, sorry for the imagery, but it's just Another great podcast title. (laughs) He broke the (laughs) ice with a fart. I mean, and then how about that though? What does it say about me that I then laughed and then stuck around and said, all right, what? What do you want to talk about now? And then we just like sat and talked until he was done peeing and then we went to the bedroom. I'm surprised you were able to still be sexual with someone who- me too. I also don't want to serve up in a public way, like on the internet with a podcast, perhaps that I'm into like fart around me and I'm totally cool with it. That's not my regular thing. It's like even. a mating call for you. No, no. Let's put that on the record clearly. It is not a mating call. Um, I, I, I mean, like, well, I mean, did, did fun still happen that night? Yes. Well, then I, we can't say it's not a turn on either you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay well um now that i have more self-reflecting to do jack tell us your story right. <laughs> hard segue okay so as anyone who listens to this podcast knows they know that between jj and i i am very much not a woo-woo person i don't believe in astrology i do not believe in ghosts i don't believe in psychics nothing so i Go on a date with someone during the pandemic. So this was, it was definitely an outdoors date. Like we went outside somewhere um, to talk and I think it was like the waterfront or something. And it was one of those things where it was like, it got, it just kept getting worse in terms of like, I said, he said something about, he, I guess he asked me my sign. I guess it started there. He was like, well, what sign are you? I was like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, well, no, what do you mean it doesn't matter? And I'm like, no, it doesn't matter because it doesn't mean anything, but I'm a Capricorn. And he's like, oh, well, I just, you know, he goes, it's fine. You know, people believe what they want to believe. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I just, I just, I don't really take stock in that. He's like, well, do you accept people who do? And I'm like, yeah, I guess unless you take it like extremely seriously, like as long as you're not doing like horoscope readings for people. Okay, well, you know, I actually, that's that's uh, part of my business is uh, I, I do readings and, uh, and tarot cards for people. I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so I'm thinking there, like, okay, how do I, like, obviously, I'm, this person is is revealing things that are not going to be compatible with me as a partner. Do I still want to have sex with this person? Yes. So I'm like, how do I turn this into sort of a, like, we can still be, this can still be nice and not awkward. So it just keeps going down the rabbit hole of like, well, I mean, it's not like you believe in ghosts. Well, actually, I, I talk to dead people. 
And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, it's part of, you know, what I do is I said, why would you go? It's not that you believe in ghosts though. Like, of course he does. Well, well, of course, (laughs) like he's a Sagittarius. Of course he believes in ghosts. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, And then it, but then it goes like, well, uh, uh, at, at least the people you're you're talking to are spirits, and and you don't think you're you're a psychic. He's like, well, uh, um, I actually do uh, help people. You know, uh, I've I've helped a certain you know pe- I've helped in the solving of certain mysteries and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, this person is a pure fucking con artist. You keep giving him credit for things that he's gonna walk straight into, though. Oh, at least it's not dead people. At least it's not the future. I and love wait, is. but uh, but I love that you're like. You're you're walking him into this trap. This professional paranormal psychic detective. <laughs> you trapped you. him. Like you, you, no, you got there first. I was just like, did you not see this coming? No. <laughs> it just kept and like my face is just still like I'm sorry. What? And then he had this whole story about how like he was there, and it was it was hard to like because it was a very personal story. So I couldn't really, I couldn't do anything other than take it in but he's like yeah. you know when my grandmother died i saw her spirit leave her body and i, I grabbed its hand and i spoke to it and he had this whole thing and i'm like mm, this didn't happen but i can't say that here um mm. <laughs> you know and i just and at the end of the thing like it was very clear that like we were not compatible and he was like man i just had such a great time i think we really connected you know let's go out like next week and i'm like i'll text you <laughs> like you're also for someone who's a psychic, you can't read the signs. Like, no, I'm not gosh. having a great time. So that is one of my more recent worsts. Uh, Sean, what's a what's what's a best? Uh, a best one is it's gonna. It was lovely, right? I met this guy on Manhunt. Don't know if you remember that site. Uh, oh, I do. Oh yeah, yeah. So met him on that, thinking the whole time, thinking I'm about to get catfished. I'm like, this guy is stunning. This like, there's no way this guy is real. And uh, so we arranged to go to the cinema and but we were going to have a coffee first. And so coffee time go, comes and goes and I'm just like, oh, he's already can't, like, this is ridiculous. OK, fine. Yeah. So but we still we had basically paid for the cinema tickets. I was like, well, I'm still going to go to the cinema. And he had, he had been texting. He had been texting. He was just like, oh, look, I'm running late. I'm running late. So I, so I walk into the cinema and lo and behold, the guy from the profile picture is there. It's like, right. OK, well, that's tick number one. Uh, super shy, super super shy, and he, we we went to see we went to see the Tom Cruise film Oblivion. Um, mm. And one thing you know, you must know about me, like if there's a movie on, you could walk, I don't know, Culber bollock naked through the room in front of me. I'm still watching the movie. Nothing right. personal, okay? I'm one right. of those people. And so we were sitting there in the cinema, and the next thing, this guy I've barely spoken to grabs my hand. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really sweet. Okay, and so we're just sitting there just holding hands and we both got popcorn and then he turned around and he was just like, he kind of taps me on the shoulder and I went, oh, and turns around and he just kind of gently just feeds me popcorn. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really sweet. Thinking like, this is, do people do this in the cinema? Like, oh, I know. I'm watching Tom Cruise here, okay. And so, and, and so we just, the whole film, and we're just kind of cuddling and head on shoulder and everything. I was like, oh, this is, this is really nice. This is great. So afterwards, we went to the bar right beside it, and we were laughing at each other because I, I don't drink Guinness, but he bought me a Guinness. I'm like, thank you very much. Uh, he was a Brazilian person. So uh, he had a bottle of beer, and 18 months later, we said, I do. <gasps> Whoa! Oh, wow. Look at that. That story took uh, me on the ride. I feel like the drop at the end was way steeper than I expected. How lovely, though. 
Um, yeah, so that was 2013. And like our like second date, we went to Paris. Like he turned out to be like such a romantic, for, for such a quiet, shy guy, massive romantic. Um, wow. and so, yeah. Uh, you said you met him on Manhunt. Is that still around? Actually, that's a good question actually if it is I thoroughly recommend 100% of my marriages have come from Manhunt amazing alrighty well if anyone would like to see you uh, masturbating in a season 2 next generation outfit uh, where can they find you on the internet Sean well uh, for that specific picture you would find me on OnlyFans at Trekkie Sean uh, also I have well my Twitter is at Sean Ferrick and my wink wink Twitter is at alt trekkie. Uh, and again, it's in the bio. It's not hidden. Like it's like you said, you know, kind of like you know, in the campaign trail. Well, if you collect them all, you get a prize. That's right. Um, and then obviously, I'm on Instagram. That that's how we met. So I'm Instagram uh, at trekkie sean. I've changed that like four times. So I thought, or am I alt trekkie? No, at uh, sean ferrick. You'll find me. Yeah, we'll keep an updated <laughs> yeah. link in the bot or in the uh, description for sure. Right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Sean. And we'll be right back after this break to either leave you with love and light or pick a fight. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. All right, it's that time, Jack. What you gonna do today? I came here to fight. Oh, I came here to fight. <laughs> hey, Vixen. Uh, that's right. So. I gave Love and Light last time to the really great people at FAM, which is the majority, the performers, uh, the bartenders, mm-hmm. the the most of the crowd. And so now let me pick a fight with um, the part of the crowd that I did not enjoy. Uh-oh. So the deal that we have with our venue is that we have a split of the ticket sales. We have a split of the bar. I also have to pay, which I have found from talking to people is unusual, I have to pay for the DJ to be there out of my cut. Like, it's not an expense that we share. It's not an expense they take. Right. It is purely from my cut. Oh. So to me, that means we are more renting the space for a private event. Right. Because I'm covering everything. It's like if you're renting a venue for a wedding or a party. Right. Like, you got to They're not providing, you know, the door person. They're not providing the lighting person. They're not, they're not, they have bartenders there. Right. In the way but that they get most of the bar. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So you're not directly that. paying people, but it's a cut thing. Right. So it's a cut thing. So, and I've learned that I'm going to do, to, to avoid confusion, we're going to do this a little bit differently. So we were there from 8 to 11. We had a series of like acts and performances. Mm-hmm. The last performance wrapped up around, say, like 10.25. Like we put them on at 10. I was the last song. 10.25, we're done. But we've got the space now for another 35 minutes. Yeah. DJ's playing. The DJ I paid for is playing. Yeah. So I go to the front door. And while I was singing, a bunch of people sort of like rushed in past the door, like got, there, there was a door person that showed up, I don't know why, I didn't pay for them, um, who was checking vaccine cards, but then he would send them to me to like take the cover, because there's a cover. And I went up and I was like, oh, hey, did you guys just come in? There's a, you know, this is a private event, it's a $15 cover. Most people then just walked out. Right. Fine, you know what I'm saying? Fine. A handful, and it's always an older, snotty, white gay. Ugh. who's like, well, the door ran, didn't tell me that. And here's the thing. Jack Tracy pre-jail was very different <laughs> as Jack Tracy post-jail. Oh, my God. You got some street cred. Yeah. I will not be <laughs> fucked with. Oh, my God. So I immediately got the look in my eye, and I'm going to give it to JJ. So, okay, okay. so here, 
See, JJ, see if you can describe this. Wait, so, I can act. I can be the other character. Right. So I'm going to come up to you and be like, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, it's I saw you just came in. It's a $15 cover. No, nah, the doorman didn't tell me anything like that. Well, I'm telling you now. Uh, right. <laughs> my <laughs> eyes got real sharp and real wide and a, a little smile. crazy. And there's a smile. There was a smile. I'm going to enjoy this. Yikes. Now. That and was I said, good. I said, well, I'm here telling you now. Yes, there's like a little head tilt of like, excuse me, bitch. And then exactly, and then they go, well, well I mean, why do I have to? Well, why? What am I paying for? Yeah. Well, this is my private event. Yeah. So you're paying to be here. Right, right, right. Um. Well, I already paying- ordered my drink. It's like you don't have to finish it. You didn't pay for it yet. So right. you can just leave it on the bar if you don't want to be here. Totally. So anyway, one couple I had to let go because they were already drinking and whatever, and they like put up a thing. I was just like, fuck these. I, I can lose two. Yeah, pick fine. your battles. You know, but everybody else, out. I mostly got from mm-hmm. the one guy was real shitty about it. He was like, "I guess here, like, yeah, here's your money. Thank you for money. Shut the fuck up." Sure. So went back to the door, was policing it because I, I was, I was not, I was away from the door because I was doing something else. So it was weird for me to like not catch them right at the beginning. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm there, and then the bartender comes up, one of the bartenders, and I like this guy, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Hey, so like, you know, there's been a couple of complaints, you know, about the cover." I'm like, "Okay." Right. He's like, well, why are you making people, like, I just don't understand, like, you're done performing. And I was like, I was like, and? He's like, well, so we have the place to 11. He was like, yeah, but what are people paying for? And I'm like, that DJ that I'm paying for? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not DJing your space for free. Right. What are you talking about? Yeah. In fact, when I floated to the bar that, like, usually the bar covers the DJ because they'd have a DJ anyway. Right. And it just comes out of, like, it's like a... And it's a Saturday night, so you'd right? think, like, they'd have a staff DJ, like, a, you know, person to call. And you're thinking, no, 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 the DJ is one of your artists, so you have to pay your artists. And it was very, like, you you know, we're not going to pay for your artists. This is your event. And I'm like, mm. okay, sure. Then I'm collecting cover from everyone who walks in there until my DJ closes their laptop. Yeah. I don't care if they walk in at 10.59 and it ends at 11. Yeah. $15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And say, like, whatever. If you're done early, your DJ closes their laptop and, like, you you know, whatever. They got to figure out what to do. Right. But I wanted to make money. So yeah. we stuck agreed. around. Agreed. 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 So so we got to work that. But anyway, these shitty gays who, like, were fighting me on the cover. And it's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, and these were, and it, it, it was, ne- it's never, and I don't mean to like typify people by their appearances, but it's never the people who were like, like you can tell the people who wandered in from NYU or whatever, and they either made the decision to leave or they're like, oh, okay, $15, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Well, what's, what's the event? Oh, it's LGBTQ music and independent artists and this and that. And it, you know, all the money goes to them. It's like, oh, that's so cool. That's so great. Right. It's always that. It's the wealthy people yeah. who $15 doesn't mean shit to mm-hmm. s- looking down at me like what am i why am i paying for this mm-hmm. what am i doing this it's like get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. these people are barely making enough money to take an uber home right. in this freezing cold weather give $15 to get the fuck out yeah and i will i will meet you outside i will catch you outside <laughs> yeah jail changed you it did <laughs> it did my god but hey no you're right it's it's you know uh it sounds like the deal it was strange and so maybe that will come in negotiation so i'm trying to get it to be a monthly party and i'm gonna tell them look if it is it the problem is that they are conflating the deals of two different types of projects you have there's a deal event. where they are hiring you to be a party promoter to get people in the door Into the bar, right? to their event right. and in that case 
They pay for the DJ. Yeah. They pay for the staff. I get some sort of cut as the promoter to bring people in. Right. So that's normal. That's normal. Then there's, I have reserved this for a private event. Yeah. And you get a cut of something to cover whatever services you're providing, Which bartenders, and you were providing nothing else. Right. And I keep everything else because yeah. I'm basically, or, and there's some cut of like the venue, like rental fee or whatever. Right, right, right. That's how the du- duplex works. Yeah. You know, they have a really great deal. But they're not like a bar party, which is what I'm looking for. They're a sit-down event. Yeah. Anyway, it seems like this deal that they're presenting is like con- taking pieces of both of those things. So mm-hmm. it's this weird nether world of like my economic incentives are to – so basically to solve all this next time, the last act goes on at 10.55. Sure. Yeah. There's still an act. Yeah. The show's still going on. Take up so every – So I just that's, – that's, I know that now, so we're not going to worry about that. Take if up that's every deal. second and you, anyway. you pay so, for it. I'm sorry if you're walking into a bar and there are performers, um, you need to fucking pay. I'm sorry. Right. Or if, you know, people shelled out money to rent a space, then they're entitled right. to do what they need with it's that their space. their party. Yeah. Anyway. Period. Um, period. And that's on, and that's on period, honey. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you didn't have to pop off like that, Wig. Oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead, JJ. Oh, Leave us oh, some light to close out. My God, love and light. Okay, so my love and light is actually, it's just the fact that, okay, I guess it's like a complicated relationship with it. I have two new day jobs, which it's like, I'm not a person who glorifies labor and work whenever I have energy for altruistic things. And now I have to spend time, you know, uh-huh. thinking about stuff that's not my MO. Uh-huh. But having financial security has kind of a it's been a little bit of a game changer Ooh. because i went from well just i just the level of anxiety that i had of like not knowing exactly what the next 5 3 3 months we just we're going to look like like how do i pay for things in the next 2 or 3 months that yeah stress makes yep. me a different person but it's so it did teach me like god there are people that, like, this is what life feels like pretty consistently. My parents. Right. And, I mean, my parents, too, sometimes. And it's, you know, I remember growing up with, like, that kind of stress. Yep. And it's very, uh, I doubted myself in so many ways over the last few months as far as, like, I wanted to quit acting a couple times. And it makes me, like, I'm, like, didn't know that I was going to feel emotional about it. But I'm talking about it because it sucks. Mm-hmm. But I, like, you know, didn't think that I was in the right place in a number of ways and you just start to doubt everything that you you've built your identity around yeah and I feel that I I don't know it sucks to think like man I've wasted so much time and it's another thing about I'm 27 now so apparently there's some like uh, thing about being 27 sometimes you check your priorities like that's a thing that people have written about like Mm -hmm. it's about around the age that you start to wonder if you're doing the right thing and I had so much doubt. I just was, like, really sure that, like, I've been comparing myself to friends who are doing fine. And... But are they doing fine? Sure. That's a good question, too. Like, I have, like, fulfillment in the fact that I've committed to my priorities. Like, that is something that I can never take away from myself. Like, right. I knew what I wanted, and I wanted, and I stuck to it. But now I'm, you know, stressing out about stuff that friends don't have to sometimes. And that's what's scary. Right. Uh, as someone, I can tell you yeah. the periods in my, I have had periods of my life where I have made a ton of fucking money. Mm-hmm. It's always the, mo- I'm always the most unha- unhappy. Yeah. Because the things in our society that, re- that are rewarded with great sums of money are being a slave to a corporate interest. Yeah. You would never be happy with that. Yeah. And it, it's, and it, I never doubted that I have the appetite to be a creative person, right. but I did have moments where I was like, okay, the, 
I don't know if I can afford to be creative. Like, I think I have to give up a lot of what I like about myself in order right. to, you know, keep a lifestyle. I, yeah. And I think you can find. Yeah. I'm like getting emotional, even though I know. I know it's like, there's people who have it way worse. And that's not to say that my no. problem's not big, but like, it gives me a lot of empathy and sympathy to different situations. Right. Of just not being available to be yourself, like right. to be your best self because of financial concern. And now that I have a little bit of flexibility, I'm loving and lighting the fact that, oh, I remember how to feel like, oh, no, no, I know me and I know what my job is. And that's kind of separate sometimes. But right. I know me now. Right. Anyway. <laughs> so love and light to knowing yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. Uh, if you are not already subscribed, please make sure to do so. Also, drop a like, drop a comment, share it with friends. We're, we're just trying to grow this thing. Uh, if you had a fun time, I'm sure some of your friends will as well. You can interact with us online. We are at the Instagram at Dying Alone Podcast. You can also follow me at, at Jack Tracy Official. And me, at JJ Bozeman. I promise I'm not always crying. <laughs> he cries through every episode. I do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Dying Alone Together is brought to you by Necessary Outlet Productions. You can find more from Necessary Outlet at www.necessaryoutlet.com or on the Necessary Outlet YouTube page. Do not forget to like and subscribe. Mwah.